Welcome to the Ivy Church Podcast. Hello Ivy A commonly asked question many of you will have heard before is if you could invite any three people, dead or alive, to a dinner party, who would it be? The range of answers to this always fascinates me. Some people choose comedians because they want a good laugh. Others choose inspirational figures like Martin Luther King or Jackie Pullinger for a chance to hear more about their life. Many people would name a friend or relative they've lost because they would so love one more chance to talk to them. I wonder if you've been asked this question before. Who did you choose and why? There's one unifying factor that drives the answers to this question, the conversation. A dinner party isn't just about the food, it's about the company. It's a chance to sit and talk. We're going to be thinking about this today as we continue our series on Psalm 23 and explore verse five together. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. God has put on a dinner party, and when asked who he wants to invite, his answer is you. In the Good News translation, this verse reads, you prepare a banquet for me where all my enemies can see me. You welcome me as an honored guest and fill my cup to the brim. Now, David, who wrote this Psalm, had experience of actual physical enemies, people who were hunting him down with the intention of killing him. Now, I hope that no one watching this finds themselves in that situation. And yes, enemies can be people who are out to hurt or harm us. But when I read this verse, I think of other things. Our enemies can be anything that is interfering in our relationship with God or is holding us back from the living the life that God has laid out for us. The Bible says that who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yet how often do we really feel like that? Sometimes the things that are holding us back are obvious. Fear, worry, loneliness. But sometimes it can be a little more subtle. Disinterest, tiredness, busyness. I wonder if you can relate to any of these or if you can think of your own. What's holding you back from living in the freedom God has planned for you? What's getting in the way of your relationship with him? For me, a big thing is perfectionism. I desperately want to be the perfect friend, wife, mum, and at work, the perfect doctor. And unfortunately, this isn't possible. None of us are perfect, and none of us can navigate life without making mistakes. The only person who did that and does that is Jesus. But the issue is that when I've said the wrong thing or done something that's upset someone, I have a tendency to obsess over it. I forget the hundreds of times I've done something right and my mind gets overtaken by the one time I've done something that might be wrong. Sometimes this is worse when I know I haven't done anything wrong, but someone thinks that I have because of a misunderstanding or miscommunication. It plays over and over in my brain. 
And the key issue here isn't just that this can steal my peace and my joy, but that it steals my focus. I become totally focused on myself rather than being focused on others and on God. In this verse, God is acknowledging that these enemies are there. He isn't saying they don't exist or brushing them aside as though they don't matter. What he's saying is that in the presence of those things, you are welcome at his table. And here's the thing, this isn't just about the food or drink. Now, I'm sure several of you are watching this thinking, Laura, I really care about the food and drink. And actually, I could have done a whole separate talk on that. But for the purpose of this talk, this is about the conversation. For God to guide us and comfort us as our shepherd, he wants us to come to the table and talk to him about the things we're struggling with. But this is more than an invitation to offload everything that's on our mind to God. Good conversation means that we don't just focus on ourselves. We've probably all been to a dinner party with somebody where they spent the most of the time speaking about themselves. And if that person happened to be me, I'm really sorry. I know I can talk a lot. But good conversation means that our focus shifts away from ourselves and onto the person that we're having a conversation with. So by sitting down and talking to God in this way, our focus shifts away from our enemies and ourselves and our problems and onto him and his goodness. And we can start to see things from his perspective. When we step into the presence of God and focus purely on him, our enemies hold no power over us. I'm going to give you a moment now to name your enemies and bring them to God. Let's pause. What does God say to you about the things you've just named? Cast them out with truth. For example, if your enemy is tiredness, speak out that he leads you beside still waters and refreshes your soul. If you're feeling hopeless, remember that Jesus' death and resurrection is our source and reason to hope. If you're a perfectionist like me, this is actually quite difficult because I don't like to admit that I have enemies in the first place. But God knows. Burying our head in the sand doesn't make our enemies go away, but bringing them to him does. Because God doesn't just want the polite chit-chat. Remember, your cup overflows. He keeps filling up your drink so that you can't politely leave until you do get onto the deeper stuff. His kindness and generosity knows no bounds. And although our fears and worries are still there, when we realise our place is at the table with God, our Father, they lose their power over us. God is saying, yes, the hard stuff's here, but in the face of all that, I will bless you and I will continue to bless you and I will keep blessing you as that cup overflows again and again and again. This is why Paul says in Ephesians that we have a God who can do immeasurably more than we ever ask or imagine because God keeps pouring out his blessings over us as our cup overflows. Perhaps one of the most famous verses from the Bible is in Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But we often quote this verse without the context. 
God shares this message of hope with the Israelites when they're facing incredible hardships and suffering. They had to make a decision to trust in him and trust in his promises, despite their circumstances. David makes this decision to trust God. We see this through all his Psalms, that he does this through persistent, honest conversation with God. Conversation about the things that were good and all the stuff that was hard allowed him to find hope and keep hold of faith even in the darkest of times. I love this quote from H.B. Charles Jr. He said, this is the testimony of all who trust in the Lord. Pessimists see the cup half empty. Optimists see the cup half full. Christians see the cup running over. Because ultimately, it is our choice to take that seat. We are invited, but not forced. But your alternative is standing with your enemies and allowing them to be in control of your life. Don't miss out on your seat at his table. So then what about anointing? It says in this verse that God anoints our head with oil. It would be fair to say that actually this is more of the same. In Hebrew culture, anointing the head of a guest was a common custom to show that they were welcome in your home and had an honored place at your table. But again, I think this symbolizes more. In the Old Testament, anointing is mostly reserved for priests and kings and is performed at the time they step into their service. On some occasions, we also see objects being anointed to mark them as being for the service of God. For example, Moses is given instructions on anointing various objects in the tabernacle, which was the tent of meeting, the tent that was home to the presence of God for the Israelites. In these examples, anointing is used to show somebody or something has been set apart for the service of God. We've been set apart by God. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it reads, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. We are called to be different from the rest of the world, to help others know how loved and precious they are to God, to help them know that they have a seat at his table too. But what sets us apart? It is the presence of the Holy Spirit living within us. And this is linked to anointing by oil too. For example, in 1 Samuel, David is anointed with oil and it says that the Spirit of the Lord then came powerfully upon him. The Bible Project recently did a series on anointing and I loved how they phrased this. They said that anointing with oil represents the coming of God's spirit in people and places that are a bridge between heaven and earth. The tabernacle was a place of union between the divine and the human. The presence of the Holy Spirit living within us is our link to heaven. It means that we can act as that bridge between heaven and earth by being obedient to what the spirit is asking us to do. It is the presence of the Holy Spirit within us that sets us apart as Christians. So when God anoints our head with oil, he isn't just saying, you are welcome here with me. He is also saying, you are chosen. He is giving you the gift of the Holy Spirit to come upon you with power. He is saying that I have set you apart, that through my gift of the Holy Spirit, you are a bridge between heaven and earth. So take your seat at his table, 
Say no to the voices of the enemies that are surrounding you and focus on him as you accept his gift of the Holy Spirit to guide you. Remembering that we do not keep this gift to ourselves, but use it to testify to others of his goodness and to invite them to share in this wonderful truth too. So of course, this verse is followed by the end of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But more on that next week. <laughs>